Oh, the taste of your lips. I'm on a ride. Hello, I am Harry. And I'm Tim. And this is Tracks. You alright, mate? Hello there, Tim. How's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very good, thank you. Lovely. Have you had a good week? It's been um, good getting back into work and that since my little weekend off a few weeks ago. Yeah. Kind of getting back into the way. Back go. to the grind. Yeah. Um, the podcast is all going again, so that's nice. <laughs> it's nice. We're like, we're working on all sorts of different things. Again, it's kind of... Yeah slowly you know when you haven't like driven a car for a while and it sort of it makes weird noises and clanks around a bit for a while and it's yeah. you, you can tell that it, it's just like oh well, i was just like editing something the other day and i was just like oh, i feel like i've done this for ages like where even is the volume bar like, <laughs> because all of it feels like we haven't done it for ages like, even oh, this yeah. week this feels a little bit odd again yeah sitting behind a microphone but i think we're, we're slowly getting back into into the we're getting back into the groove aren't yeah we? I spent a bit of this afternoon drawing our faces. You you were. I'm really excited about those as well. Yeah. Because it's kind of what I imagined a while back. Yeah. Uh, of what I wanted. And, you know, you're delivering now. Right? Yeah. Some, You've got some good stuff coming. Yeah. You're not... <laughs> I should explain. So I've been like... I've got like a little uh, tablet thing. I like drawing thing. Um, for my... Max, so uh, yeah, sort of hand drawing these little things of us, and then trying to like take pictures of us as inspiration. But the picture, the drawings are very much like front on. Yeah. So I took a picture of myself specifically for the picture. Why don't you ask me to take one? Well, <laughs> because you were the one I did first, and when I first decided I was going to do, it, I was like, I'll just look through. I've got loads of pictures of Harry, and I picked the one which was most front on. But you're not happy with your mouth, are you? No, because it's like got a creepy <laughs> little smile. <laughs> Like, you're very straight-faced and I'm slightly smirking, which is fine because, like, a lot of people would say in the podcast, you know, you're the kind of serious one that can get down to the nitty-gritty and I just kind of make noises in the background. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's true at all. I, you're much more than it. background sound. All right, I'm a background sound with the occasional laugh. Um <laughs> So it kind of makes sense, and I reckon maybe a little bit of a smirk in there would be a good idea. Yeah. Gives it a bit of character, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but the, the smart it just looks like a weird little line. That, that, like, cause the first time you gave me a weird nose wrinkle. <laughs> yeah, I've got rid of the nose wrinkles. <laughs> good. And then, then the next time you've added more lines somewhere else. I haven't. No, into the smile. Though. Oh. It's, it's a really long, big smile. A bit creepy. <laughs> You do look a bit like the Joker. <laughs> I know. Well, send me so, send me some pictures of you straight on then. All right, I will. But um, it's like such a weird thing to do. Like, it's kind of like taking a passport picture, I suppose. But I took so many of myself, and all of them, I just looked at them and thought, "Is that really what my face looks like?" But I suppose you're always moving and like expressing. Yeah, you've got your hair right in it. Your hair looks top notch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's quite poofy. It was like yeah. I took the pictures first thing this morning when I was like and proper. I like that you've gone for some glasses for your, for yourself. Well, this is part of it. So people will see it in a few weeks, hopefully, when all this is finished and out yeah. in the world. Um, but so they're quite stylized drawings with a lot of the detail taken out. And I, my first drawing had my of myself had my eyes in, 
but because you've got glasses, like glasses with the eyes underneath looked odd. Yeah. So I just went for the kind of lens style on nice. yours. And then me with eyes and you with no eyes. <laughs> 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 really weird. I was saying. So I was like, oh, I'm going to put my glasses on. Yeah, because if you haven't got glasses, then you've got no eyes. Yeah. Or whatsoever. Yeah, and that look, would have looked stupid as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't blind really Tim and smiley weird Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah actually the glasses makes a lot of sense and I like that you've got a glasses spot on as well like, well, yeah. well done yeah thank you you drew those then you drew the glasses I drew it all I don't know how you do that because you you draw something right and you can't see what you're drawing it comes up on the screen yeah you so just does that feel weird to see it because you're draw- I, I want to be able to know when I'm connecting with the line yeah so you're kind of like drawing the line and then what you have to move it into place or there is a bit of a weird disconnect and when you first start using one of those tablets it it does feel really strange and also when I use other people's now it feels really odd but the only thing I can really compare it to is like if you think of like your trackpad on a laptop yeah you don't now have to look at the trackpad <laughs> when yeah. you're using it you can just look at the screen <laughs> like a dad or a, like somebody <laughs> like that it kind of moves the thing yeah. looks at the screen and then clicks on it yeah exactly yeah you you just have that kind of once you get used to it you just you just yeah. do yeah yeah but like it's like it's a slightly odd thing because obviously yeah like you say when you're writing with a pen normally yeah you're looking at the page it reminds me of using like a you know i know obviously you've got a bit more mobility with this thing but um you know is it an etch-a-sketch yeah when you're kind of doing these things and you're looking up there and it's like how do i kind of do that <laughs> but i mean that thing's yeah. hard to use in general like edge sketch yeah i used to i used to get those squares with it i used to get those fairly regularly for like christmases and stuff <laughs> really? and you'd like i must have got at least three or four throughout my childhood from various like family friends and members and stuff like that but like you could never draw anything with them could you no i would, tr- I would try really hard to do something artistic and then it's just like Actually, this to, is stupid you could get one with a pen couldn't you? it wasn't like an etch sketch but it was something that you kind of wiped it. Yeah, it had no. It had like a little yeah. bar at the bottom, didn't it? That you like, yeah, that you just and it wiped across, and then yeah. you just press in with the pen. And it was all those made, things are really cool. It was all made out of little like octagons or something like little right. shapes. I don't know how it worked. Obviously, know. you're pushing something. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that worked either. Very clever. It was also. Do you remember? It looks like a sort of piece of paper, and but with like a plastic uh, thing on the top, and you'd like draw with it and then you'd like lift up the little like plastic layer and it'd like clear it again no, I don't think <laughs> I've really badly explained that yeah. even I, as I was explaining it, I was thinking I wouldn't this get is that not, <laughs> this isn't actually how it works um, but how- yeah anyway so new artwork on its way yeah, all wicked. sorts of new things how's that how's your week been um, it's been good obviously there was some fun excitement over the weekend that we're going to talk about in a second but other than that um similar to you really just kind of getting on with it getting down to it things are getting a bit busy mm. at work just kind of getting through the grind and very much uh focusing on tracks <laughs> <laughs> focusing on relationships family tracks and work at the same time yeah very well Thank yeah you. exactly killing it um but yeah, we should probably get on to what has been the main event of our week and what I think is going to be a collaborative musical highlight. Yeah. Am I right in saying that? You're right in saying that. On Friday evening, afternoon, we piled ourselves into the car with 
tents and chairs and one sleeping bag, not two. Yeah. Uh, and we headed across the country. Where were we going, Harry? We were going to WOMAD. WOMAD, the world's festival. In and around Swansea. No. Swindon. Swindon. <laughs> I've been saying that constantly. What was the place called? Malmesbury. Malmesbury? Malmesbury. Malmesbury. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> um, Yeah, we headed to a festival, courtesy of our lovely friends at Brofsky PR, we should say now. Big thanks, guys, for uh, sending yeah, us you. there. We had an amazing time. And where should we begin? Arriving Friday night, maybe. Arriving, yeah, what, half seven-ish on Friday? Um, turned after, up. After the sat-nav had taken us what I can only describe as the worst kind possible of took route. Us, took us there and then back and then there again. <laughs> yeah. And through all these weird country lanes, there was a moment where we came oh, around a corner yeah. and a car came towards us and I went, ah! <laughs> it was <laughs> terrifying. I don't... It scared me. I didn't know what he was screaming about. <laughs> no, I just went, car! <laughs> because I don't really get scared in the back, like, in the back seat, the, the front seat, whatever. I'm, I can just let the driver do their thing and I'm, I'm just like, chill. Yeah. But for some reason... <laughs> Like, it felt like you were going so fast through these country lanes. And it really wasn't. Going around corners, like, Tim, what are you doing? There could be anything coming around. I A really wasn't going that fast. Of F1 cars for all you know. I was way under the speed limit. Oh, yeah, you were. Uh, but it felt like a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and it was terrifying. It's just my dodgy driving, maybe. Who That's knows? Um, but, yeah, so, like you say, we arrived there. Yep. Still light, still warm. Still light, still warm. I, I really now... Wish I didn't take for granted how light and warm it was, and we'll get onto that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was it was just kind of perfect weather. It was a little cloudy, um, but just warm, nice. We just rocked up, went and got our t- uh, kind of wristbands and stuff sorted, um, and then kind of drove into the the actual camp or the. Um, we drive into the campsite. Yeah. It's been very dangerous. We essentially did. I mean, yeah. we've been to a few festivals now, and they've been they're you know long old journeys. Mm. Um, just from the car to your campsite. Yeah, this was a very nice. It was unbelievable. Like five, because it was. I mean, it makes the festival sound like it was a lot smaller than it was because there was loads of people there. Yeah. But like five minutes from the car to where we camped, and then five minutes from there to being in like. Yeah, the arena. It was they sick. Very much worked out the kind of press um, and guests car park very well. Yeah. I mean, it was right on the doorstep of where you're camping. Nice work. A lot, do you think Glastonbury's got that? Don't know. Maybe we'll find out one day. Yeah, I, I just feel like with Glastonbury, everything's far away from everything. Yeah, even the like the very, very, very like, important people. You might be closer to an entrance, but you're still miles away from where you're going to be camping. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Um. But yeah, that was perfect. We just kind of rocked up, pitched pitched the tent quick, like easy, quickly, easiest kind of pitch tent pitch I've ever done. <laughs> it was all just kind of it erected, and then and then it, then it really realised that I, I can't believe that tent even erected. Yeah, we <laughs> it was a tent that I think was last used at End of the Road Festival last yeah. year by old uh, Jack and Hannah and. That was a very, 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 very wet festival. And clearly it had gone into the bag very, very wet because there was like salt crystals on the zips (laughs) and stuff. You use the zips, there were crusts around them. (laughs) It's like they were just cocoons. Uh, Yeah, but it didn't matter. It was hot and we had arrived at the festival, so we sat outside, had a couple of beers, 
and then headed in for the first time. What were your first impressions of the site? The site. It was interesting because it was it was like um we we did we went into this not knowing too much about the festival. Um, we know it's kind of a world music and dance festival. Yeah. Um, not necessarily family orientated, but that it it, it is an all encompassing kind of. It's a, it's a festival for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But on a smaller scale, so a little bit like Glastonbury, but smaller. It reminded um, me of some of those. <laughs> this sounds going to sort of <laughs> sound stupid, but it reminded me of some of those kind of outside fields in Glastonbury that we don't necessarily spend a lot of time at. Yeah. But when you kind of walk through, they have that really kind of fun, uh, like you said, very kid friendly. Um, you know, brilliant, vibrant atmosphere, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, like we've said, is a very short walk in. We'd had. Just a, I think it was about half eight by the time we kind of cracked open the first beer and we'd had a few and we felt just genuinely really excited to get in there and check it yeah, out. Yeah. And I think we ended up just doing like a big walk around the whole thing. We we, we kind of got in there, um, just a good vibe around us, good people, people of all ages, you know, everyone excited to be there and stuff. And I think they'd been there for a few days at that point. Yeah. Um. And we just rock up to the main stage to see a bit of um, left field. Left field, yeah, yeah, which uh, took me by surprise. They, they're an act that um, I'd obviously like heard little bits and pieces before, um, and I've li- listened to a few songs since I got back as well. Um, recorded, not necessarily totally my thing, but you know yeah. something I can definitely see the musical merit in. But live, I was well into it. Yeah, and I think we got there, and that was the first thing we'd seen, and it was like. Okay, we're gonna have some fun here. Yeah, like it was. Everyone was really up for it, and it was. You know, the moon was out. Yeah, clear skies mostly. Like we say, warm. Really, <laughs> we're gonna reiterate how warm and nice it was at that point. Yeah. Um, and just we just thought, actually, yeah, this is this is a, this is our thing. Yeah, and at the risk of at the risk of offending some people, there were a lot of like old ravers out. Obviously, this was yeah. the, they were performing leftism, weren't they? Yeah. Um which is an album that I think came out in the 80s um, and a lot of people who had clearly been around at the time mm. but very much still going for it all these years later yeah. and fair play to them and there's a thing about um, and I think it's a positive thing and it depends how you spin it but there's a thing about these festivals that are quite family orientated yeah. and of all kind of uh, ages and stuff and people are like oh it sounds sad sounds rubbish or whatever but I think the fact that you can get a place together that is kind of welcoming to so many people yeah. and so many ages is a really good thing because there's some festivals I won't touch because yeah. I know what the kind of the people it's kind of uh, directing itself towards yeah like I feel like I'm past now going to Boomtown or something like that um, I would I would go there just to kind of check it out maybe but it's I know something that seems a bit daunting to me right now at this point yeah. Um, so I think, actually, overall, it's it's a really good thing. Yeah. And if anything, we were the kind of we were an odd sort of middle point. There was a lot of people yeah. who I think were probably about ten years younger than us, you know, sort of eight ten years younger than us, uh, who were like there with big groups of their mates, clearly absolutely loving it. And then, like you say, about ten years older than us as well. You got a, you got a lot of the crowd there. Um, and then about twenty years young, yeah. younger. Yeah. Not than that us. many mid twenties people, which was interesting, but. Yeah. Until, yeah. you, until you get slightly later into the night and then they'll start to come out a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, we all come out the woodwork. Because <laughs> yeah. um, we're the only ones who are allowed to stay up late. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, that night kind of um, didn't quite draw to a close. We kind of went out to a few little other bits, had a, had a dance, had a drink, other places, went to the little press area, yeah. sat on a big chair that was too big for us, but that was the joke. Yeah. Um, had a picture where my leg looked really long. <laughs> yeah, uh, spaghetti <laughs> leg boy. <laughs> Met some people. It was really cool. It was one of those, like you said, that it was those perfect nights, I think. It yeah, was, we like... It's one of those things with like, you know, the old beers and all that, but as we said the next morning, for whatever reason, we just hit the perfect amount of drinks. It was only like three or four, but we were just really, really happy. Really happy, really excited, really welcomed by the people I've been... like chatting to strangers and stuff and it was it was that perfect like when you go away from a festival and you think about all the little the random chats you've had with the strangers and that 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 sometimes might scare you those kind of things but when you're at a festival where you know that that person's just there to enjoy it the same as you are it's they're just really nice little things that happen every single person from the stewards to the you know people in the ticket office to uh you know the people like you say in the press area to every single uh festival goer Everyone was an absolute delight. There wasn't a single person who I thought was anything but great. There was one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that pissed me off a lot. Oh, no. Who was it? It was a wasp. <laughs> oh, there was, oh, yeah. Saturday. Saturday involved you getting stung in the neck with a wasp. <laughs> with a wasp. By a wasp. <laughs> I grabbed a wasp. I well, you sort of neck. did, actually. No, I didn't. It, it, it was like on your neck, and instead of sort of flicking it off, you pushed it onto your neck look i i don't think it had enough time well it didn't because it stung for about 10 minutes and that was it yeah but it's happened to me before <laughs> my go-to is to just slam your hand down because if there's something on you what the hell is that you just kind of hit it yeah i'm not gonna i haven't got time to flick it and that gives it time to come back at me angry and then yeah. all its mates start coming at me <laughs> you kept thinking that was what was Tim the Lombard there was a moment where you like <laughs> I can't remember what you said but you sort of ran away from all like no another one <laughs> and like ran into some people That's they were just cool. looking at you like oh. I backed into these two people going Tim there's another one <laughs> oh no these people think I'm weird so I was like I've been stung three times now and not happening again it's not true but I just thought right I've got to make this scene I need to add two stings on here before I sound mental (laughs) but then they must just be like what's he made of why is he getting stung so much (laughs) (laughs) the honey monster (laughs) I don't know if they go for honey I don't know what wasps go for who gives a damn they're horrible creatures kill them all now yeah anyway um, so yeah Friday wound up brilliantly went back to the tent went to sleep uh, had a good sleep until <laughs> 5 o'clock in the morning and <laughs> 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 it started bloody tipping it down it was and I just no it, you say what was well, it well I was just going to say it hasn't rained in England or at least our part of England for what feels like about two months yeah so we woke up at 5 o'clock <laughs> The tent was just like basically flat on top of us, just waving in the wind. It was pouring with rain. And I just remember looking to my left, and you were we just like just looked in complete like, what is happening here? Yeah. Because in our just uh, complete complacency at the fact that now England is a hot country. You had turned up with only t-shirts, no long sleeve shirt, no jumper, <laughs> no coat, nothing. So you were going to be short sleeve for the entire weekend. 
I was so sure that our sleeping conditions were going to be nice. I didn't even bring a sleeping bag. No, I was I just didn't. like, it's a bit nice outside. But then I turn around and you're in a jumper and I was really pissed off at you. It's like, <laughs> you brought a jumper? It's yeah. like, you know, in the, you're in a test and someone's like, um, uh, what did you get for that? And everyone's talking and then like, I got 37 and you're thinking, I, I yeah. got fucking 400. Yeah. That's what it looked like. It was like turning around and you saying, yeah, I've got nothing either. Blah, blah, blah. And then seeing that you're all like cozy and like... I mean, You've got everything. I would. It says a lot about how underprepared you were. That the fact that I had a relatively thin hoodie made me look like bloody yeah. Arctic explorer. <laughs> we both, neither of us had shoes for the weather. No. I was in shorts pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Uh, like, we were both just underprepared for what was about to be a bit of an onslaught of uh, the Great British it's, Summer. Yeah, rain and wind. Yeah. That next that day of wind was mad. Yeah, it and really did get quite windy. It was it was absolutely ridiculous. Like we would just kind of be sitting there, and you just get gusts, and then your tent would slap you in the face, and like just very 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 windy. Um, but we <laughs> we had a drink, we had to had a few nibbles, and then we went back into the festival where yeah. it was calm. Yeah, that was that was really weird actually. We, yeah, we'd been sat in the campsite for quite a long time, thinking, oh my god, it's weather's mental out here spitting every now and then yeah but then in the for some reason in the actual festival site just no wind nothing <laughs> we spent nice. much of the time just trying to be weathermen <laughs> and just looking at the clouds saying yeah. it's gonna rain in about half an hour I reckon yeah. so all we oh got... no the wind's actually too fast I don't know if it will actually <laughs> we got a nice uh, 20 minute spell of clear weather here and then <laughs> to add to that we started doing time lapses of the clouds <laughs> I think we'd lost our mind a little bit by that point. <laughs> we had. Um, but yeah, we like did another tour of the site, and there was all sorts of things like little like science talks and drumming workshops and like circus skills, Big, like kids area and stuff yeah. as well. I just I just really loved the variety of what was going on. I thought it was really really sick. Yeah. Like all that great food and stuff as well. Just yeah, your classic kind of festival oh, yeah. stuff. You went for a paella, of course. I went for a paella. You went for a kebab. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that doesn't sound very like no, experimental a, all, but it was really good. It was like it was a, a proper nice meat in a wrap thing. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then yeah, saw a few bands. We saw Ezra Collective, Maccabee, and then went over to see what was always going to be one of our big highlights of the weekend. Yeah, uh, Mr. Jukes. Yeah, and actually, we're really big fans of. It's obviously Jack Steadman, former Bombay Bicycle Club lead singer. It's obviously his new kind of vehicle. Um, yeah. But like a massive band, he brought um, like three or four singers, loads of loads of different instrumentalists. Yeah, must have been really enjoyed it. Up there. Uh, a woman doing sign language. Oh yeah, that, that was, was cool. The side of the stage. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Very nice. Uh, I was kind of fascinated by her. Mm. Um, but yeah, really, really cool. I think probably the best thing we saw that weekend. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, kind of. So one of your friends from work went on through our lovely old Saturday night and straight into Sunday, which was very much more of the same, really. Um, very much more of the same, with a side dash of horrendous rain. <laughs> yeah. All day. Yeah, yeah, it was... It was a run for cover... I'm not going to say run, mother. <laughs> <laughs> run for cover to people that don't want to get rained on. Yeah, and obviously, like, we... There was a bit of a shame because a few things got like moved around and like had to sort of be cancelled or rearranged because of the weather, which was a bit of a shame. But I don't think it particularly put a dampener on the festival as a whole. It certainly didn't. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to do that. Uh, but I don't. No one seemed like particularly perturbed by it. Everyone just sort of went with the flow. 
Um, yeah, yeah it's, it stayed it stayed just like a really nice chilled weekend, and we should probably relatively wrap this up. So I'm just going to say, Harry, do you have a highlight of WOMAD? Yeah, uh, I wanted to hear Grant Green uh, by Mr. Jukes, and I think they they did a really good job with that. Sick. So we'll finish the highlights with that. Before I'll say that probably I had two highlights. One, there was a little moment I think on Friday night when we were walking back to the tent, we found this like little yeah. bit in the woods where there was like a piano in sort of a shed thing, um, and a load of people had crowded around it, and someone was playing piano. We, we were walking back to the tent then, weren't we? Yeah. And then yeah. we just kind of heard these voices around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> we were just kind of like. I'm gonna go and check what that is. Yeah, and went and joined in with like this big crowd and had a sing along of certainly did we as teenage dirtbag. That's the one that really stands out in my memory. Yeah, but a few kind of video. a few kind of old classics like that, which was pretty pretty cool. And also I like the fact that our, another highlight was on the Sunday night we decided to sleep in the car because yeah. the weather was that bad. Um, and when we left in the morning, we just. <laughs> Turned our seats up, didn't even get out of the car and just went. I loved the convenience of it. <laughs> it was like, yep, let's go. It's like, I feel like you've been yeah. there for 30 seconds. Yeah, pretty much had. I was just like, up and gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all in all, an absolutely brilliant weekend. Thank you again so much for having us, WOMAD. And we'd love to come back next year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. love it. It was a wonderful, wonderful weekend. So should we go out with Grant Green by Mr. Jukes?
So this week, listeners, we are essentially celebrating love and all the different shapes and sizes and form it comes in because, of course, for us here in our lovely hometown of Brighton, this coming weekend is Pride, Mm -hmm. our big annual event held here to promote equality and diversity and advance the education and to eliminate discrimination against lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender community. It's Pride. Yeah. basically. Um, and obviously, for some of our international listeners, this may feel like an episode that comes at a little bit of a weird time, because you've, in America, just had your Pride Month. Um, London and Pride was last a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, maybe. a couple of weeks ago. And obviously, uh, dots around all over the place, different times to celebrate. But here in Brighton, it's always the first week of August. And uh, again, listeners elsewhere may not know that Brighton is sort of the gay capital yeah, of the I mean, UK. You go anywhere in the world and you say you're from Brighton that often that'll come up won't it yeah absolutely um and you know when some other people maybe mention it maybe that's not seen as a positive thing i think it's one of the wonderful characteristics of this city um how how accepting everyone is how um integrated that community is within just you know it's not even a thing here yeah and i think you you can kind of see that when you get the um the maps that come out after voting yeah. and you just got big sea of blue and then basically Brighton and Hove and uh, is it Canton as well? It's just red. Yeah, with a little bit of green at Brighton Pavilion. A tiny little bit of green and then yeah. just a sea of blue everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of shows that we are... I'm very proud to be that that kind of little liberal place. Yeah. It's a wonderfully, um, wonderfully <laughs> liberal place. That is the right word for it. And... Um, I think outside of London is the biggest pride parade in in uh, the UK, and it's just an amazing weekend. It always is. I I never fail to come away from Brighton Pride without like just feeling uplifted and um, kind of so inspired. Really, one of the sort of the bravery and the stories that you hear and things like that from within the community, but also just uh, that feeling of everyone coming together to sort of celebrate things that are so uh unifying between us the mm. commonality of love and um not no placing no judgment at all on where that may occur um yeah i think it's always a wonderful wonderful time and we're gonna celebrate it by picking six songs relating to one of the most iconic symbols of pride would you say that yeah. is that fair to say i'm talking about the rainbow flag have you ever had a rainbow flag painted on your face yeah, no, that weird sound. You <laughs> <laughs> no, where's that coming from? <laughs> Have you ever had the old uh, rainbow flag painted on your face? Or a little, maybe a bandana? I think I've had the cheeks done. Yeah, I've had a little cheeks done. <laughs> Cheeky little cheeks. <laughs> some little cheeks done. Uh, not over the face, no. Um, other than No, you'd look weird with the whole face. <laughs> I don't know, maybe we'll do that this year. Yeah, yeah, why not? I've got some Sharpies. Oh, don't do it with Sharpies. Oh. Okay. It's maybe we won't do it, isn't it? No, I've got loads of colours. Ooh, Ooh, I probably have got the six colours of the Pride flag. Because I only... Although I see this flag everywhere, every single year, mm. I didn't realise until today when we started prepping this episode that it's not all the colours of the rainbow. They've just chopped no. it down to six. Yeah. Interesting choice. And a choice that was made by Gilbert Baker way back in 1978. Did you know that? No. Is uh, an American artist, gay rights activist, and the designer of the rainbow flag. Uh, it's obviously 
through his campaigning, become uh, widely associated with LGBT rights causes and has now just become the big, big symbol. And this weekend, Brighton is just awash with it. Yeah. Every like loads and loads of shops I've seen already have started changing their logo to have like the rainbows across it. Um, flags popping up everywhere, and it will just be. You won't be able to move for the old rainbows. Yeah, on the on the train back home today, um, <clears throat> the little ticker thing that goes by said, uh, "Do be aware that Pride is uh, starts on Friday the third. Uh, it will be a very busy service, a very colourful and glittery service." Yeah. And I read that and I was like, no, oh, they're taking part. Yeah, that's nice. Although they, they have brought up one of my least favourite things about Pride, yeah. which is the the glitter. I mean, last year, it must have taken me three months to stop finding glitter on myself and in my room and just everywhere in your hair. You just, you literally cannot get rid of the amount of glitter you're covered in. Yeah. And they've just made me think, oh, I can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, it's a great, great time. And we're going to pick a song for each of the colours on the Pride flag. Okay. Good plan? Very good plan. Yeah, this is as good a plan as anyone. As anyone's got. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so who's going first? I don't know. What's the first on the flag? Red. Red is first. And that's mine, isn't it? It is indeed. <laughs> oh, gold. Uh, okay. So, for red, I have gone for The Vaccines. All Afternoon in Love is the song I'm picking. And I'm picking it because it comes from English Graffiti, which I don't know if you remember the sleeve for that uh, album, but it's probably the most red album I've ever seen. Is it just I, a red album? It's like them on a unbelievably red background. So there's the, the band are all kind of dressed in black, but then the rest of it, completely red. I own the vinyl. Very, 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 very red. English graffiti by the vaccines. Have a little oh, Google. Of course, yeah, I've got it here. Yeah, it's quite red, isn't it? It's very red. Um, and it's actually an album that is kind of quite regularly overlooked. I think. Um, red. People see the vaccines as this band who had a massive, massive first album. Uh, in some people's eyes, a slightly underwhelming second album, and then a few kind of records that were just lost. I don't think a lot of people gave a lot of l- listening to this album, but I actually I actually really like it, and I think one of the main reasons I like it is because the Vaccines are have always been a band that are never afraid to do something different. Like they don't always hit the mark when they're sort of mixing things up. Their third album, they brought loads of kind of electronicy sounds in and synths and stuff like that, and not all of it worked. But I just like the fact that you hear songs off those records, and it's it doesn't just sound like another generic that first Vaccine one. song. The first one is a very nostalgic album for me. Yeah. Uh, even though it was kind of only 2011 or something like that. Yeah. It's just uh, a lot of those tracks mean quite a bit to me. And you, you know it kind of takes you back to that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it Nor- Norgard? Norgard was a classic. I always loved yeah. Wetsuit from Wetsuit, that album. yeah. Yeah. That was really good. It was quite um, a short one, wasn't it? No, Wetsuit was really long. Oh, they had a really short Norgard one. Norgard was really short. Okay, there you go. Um, and Wrecking Ball was really, really short. Right. Yeah, Ricking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, but this song is another one where they tried something a bit different, and I really love the kind of softness of touch of it and the tenderness. And ultimately, it's a song kind of about falling in love and celebrating love, um, which obviously resonates with our pride celebrations very, very nicely indeed. So, while this may be a kind of festival of colour and all 
energy and excitement, I'm not going to kick things off with a big dancey number. I'm going to kick things off with something that's maybe a bit quieter and we'll see if we go from there. Okay. But here we go. This is The Vaccines. That was our red pick, and it was the vaccines. Harry, hello. You're up with a bit of orange. 
Bit of orange. <clears throat> A bit of orange. Bit of orange. Lovely. Um, I mean, there was only really one thing I could have gone for for this. Yeah. When we were picking who got which colours, you said... Uh, we pick, we broke them up into the threes and you were like I'm going to have the one with the orange please and I was like I know exactly why <laughs> I know it straight away yeah I mean um, is it a Dale's album that's got the orange in it so I'm going to go for a Dale I'm joking I bit the one person there that has the most black and white dull <laughs> images as well <laughs> I don't think it has, has Ed Sheeran got an orange album yes he does should have said Ed Sheeran yeah I'm not going to do all that again. It's not funny. It's got orange hair as well. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, obviously I'm going to do Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Um, not only is it one of the best albums ever. <laughs> um, certainly of a genre. Um, but, you know, Frank Ocean is and does mean a lot to people. Uh, from, you know, a background of uh, being gay um, and you know Channel Orange I mean the, be- the the best thing you can do is go and listen to Dissect if you really want to get into why Channel Orange yeah, have you means been, so much to people have you been listening to the new season I have yeah yeah it's really good really really, really good is. and as someone who's not necessarily always been the biggest Frank Ocean fan it's been really eye opening to me yeah because the other two series have been about we should say this is a podcast dissect yeah. um, where they go through week by week and sort of uh, analyse the structure of each song on an album or in Frank Ocean's case two albums yeah. slash three um, it's been really interesting because the last the first one was Kendrick Lamar second one was Kanye West love those, both those records already yeah. this is a lot of stuff that I didn't songs that I didn't know particularly well and certainly like any of the backstory at all you yeah. realise like how much craft goes into what can sometimes feel like quite a simple song. Yeah. And, um, you know, I knew about the kind of... I came into the whole Frank Ocean thing just after Channel Orange had kind of released. And then there was all this stuff about him coming out and the, the letter that he wrote. And um, that'll always be... I mean, yes, there's been a lot of gay musicians in the world. There's many, many, many of them. Um but in in a in a style and a genre of music that maybe doesn't lend itself too much to people of different uh, sexual orientations and things, it, it it meant a lot for the art yeah. form to kind of take on board that kind of world and accept it. And um, and you mean, know, by no means the first person to do that, but such a big name and a big yeah. character to come out and, and be so open about you know not just. Um, like say his sexual orientation but actually specific experiences and relationships and things like yeah. that um, you know some of those stories I don't think I, I struggle to think of many musicians of that ilk who have been quite so open about that from day one and like yeah out there and it's uh, you know it's beautiful to kind of get people to be so accepting of um, not that they shouldn't be but to kind of listen to those out to these albums and then have this deeper meaning to it where yeah. these songs like you say, as something that they just enjoy and then really realise that there's a deeper message to them and yeah. those songs become whole new vessels for all sorts of messages. And um, one of the tracks on there which is particularly um, kind of moving is a song called Pink Matter, which is a song I haven't played on here before. I don't know how much I've played of Channel Orange on here, to be honest. Um, 
but it's one of my favourite songs of the album it's one of my favourite albums and uh, I'd love to play that yeah brilliant and you know to go back to dissect this is an episode to definitely go maybe even start on this one if you can't be bothered to listen to the whole season because there's yeah. so much wordplay in this song that had just gone completely over my head yeah um, but it's awesome yeah it's wicked yeah little story um, so yeah this is uh, Pink Matter by Frank Ocean and the peaches and the mangoes that you could sell for me what do you think my brain is made for? Is it just a container for the mind? This great gray matter. Since they replied, what is your woman? Is she just a container for the child? That soft pink matter. Cotton candy. Margin boo oh, oh, oh. Close my eyes and fall into you, you, you My God, she's giving me pleasure Sky and the stars are for show, and the aliens are watching live from the purple matter. Since it went quiet, then violent, and we sparred until we both grew tired. Nothing matters. Cotton candy. Margin boo, oh, 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 oh. Dim the lights and fall into a you, you, you. My God, giving me pleasure, pleasure. You were such a habit to call I ain't myself at all, had to tell myself no She better with some fella with a regular job I didn't wanna get her involved By then a Mr. Benjamin was sitting in awe Hops into my car, drove far Far's too close and I remember my memory's no sharp But a knife, what a life anyway I'm building all the clock, stop, what am I anyway? She had the kind of body that would probably intimidate Any of them that were unsouthern Not me cousin, if models are made for modeling Thick girls are made for cuddling Switch worlds and we can huddle then Who needs another friend? I need to hold your hand You need no other man, we flee to other lands
That was Frank Ocean with Pink Matter, Tim. Are we on yellow? We're on yellow. Lovely. And I'm going for uh, a musical icon, a fashion icon, a British icon, and very much a gay icon for my second pick. It is, of course, the one and only Elton John. How could he not sort of come into this episode in some way? Um, just one of those genius artists and I think we talked about him not that long ago actually didn't we about the fact that I'm kind of the older I get increasingly getting really quite into Elton John mm. I think he's a bloody genius I would absolutely love to go and see him live um, just a total one off um, and again a bit you know, not like the vaccines at all but like try so many different things and like just absolutely smashes it wherever he does a ballad or wherever he does like really up up tempo stuff or you know, all sorts. He's just, he's just great. I didn't realise until the other day how much Owen John has released. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's yeah, a prolific. Machine. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, and just, just a proper British eccentric as well. Yeah, mad. But I, is he I, a big football fan? Yeah, he used to own Watford. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, famously so. Yeah. Yeah, in their kind of glory, glory days in the eighties, I think it was. Mm. But yeah, huge football fan. Um. Great guy. Absolute hero. Um, and he has a song called Goodbye... Goodbye... <laughs> Goodbye, Blue. He has a song called Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, of course, um, yeah. which is kind of the perfect pick for this, except for the fact that three songs in, not a party tune between us yet. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a particularly up-tempo one again. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. So, listeners, I hope you're, like, ready for... Um, building up the part yourselves because we're really not delivering the uplifting get your Oof. flags out and dance down the street tunes yet maybe there's more to come yeah. who knows <laughs> I, although I do know a little bit because my next pick isn't one either I hope you've got one I think I do okay good well nice one let's have a little listen to it on John first uh, this is Goodbye Yellow Bit Road lovely when I Bye. 
was Elton. Harry, you're next up. Okay. Give us your pick. My next pick uh, for Green is uh, a song called Green Garden by Laura and Vula. Good tune. Very good tune. And uh, this will be a quick one because um, I've heard a few of Laura's tracks and I've loved every single one of them. And it just, she isn't somebody that I know a lot about. And I haven't listened to full albums or anything. I haven't delved into the Invula world. And I would really like to. And this, this kind of came up. I was going through tracks on my iTunes, actually. Uh, not Spotify. Interesting. Um, I've just kind of... Just going through some artists. And I saw Laura Invula. Remembered she had this song. And it kind of fit well. <laughs> it was <laughs> very green in it. Yeah. Um, but but more importantly, I it's just, just somebody I want to kind of... Uh, delve into and I'm, I know I've mentioned to you before that kind of a not, an idea that I've got for for us as a podcast because I know we're here to kind of show people music um, but we're also here to learn about it as well and I think it's it's important to not not necessarily just constantly say I don't know this next week I'll, I'll learn more a bit about them but just to be honest when we do and don't know things yeah um and this is somebody that I'd like to learn a bit more about. I mean, she's been up for a Mercury Award, hasn't she, before? I think maybe, I think maybe twice. Yeah. But like you, I don't know a huge amount about her. Maybe listeners. Email us or whatever. Yeah. Tweet us. Tell uh, us, like, where to start, what we're missing, what we should know. We need yeah. these basics covered ASAP. Certainly. I mean, she's definitely a massive name. She was friends with... Prince, and you know, when Prince kind of takes somebody under their wing or or, or announces that he's a fan, then they're a big person. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're going to be a big name, yeah. and they're certainly talented. I remember he did that with her. Um, Tell him Laura. Really likes. Does he? Yeah. Or or liked. Did. Liked. Yeah. 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 Um, Leanna Havas uh, yeah, yeah. is what I meant to say. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to play Green Garden by Lauren Vula, a wicked track, and it's kind of a, it'll pump up a little bit, I think. Okay, cool. We need, we need a Before little bit more energy. Again. Yeah, and then you can kill it, and then I'll pump it up again. Okay, nice. All right, then. So yeah, this is Lauren Vula with Green Garden. Take me outside, sit in the green garden, nobody out there, but it's so good now. Bait in the sunlight, don't mind if rain falls. Take me outside, sit in the green garden. And I'll fly on the wings of a butterfly, high as a treetop, down again, putting my bag down. Taking my shoes off, walking the carpet, a green velvet. Oh, I see my oh, God like we used to. Oh, I, 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 Take me outside, sit in the green garden 
that was a green garden by Laura and Vula. Tim, what colour are we on now? Blue is what we're on, and I feel like I've been dealt a bit of a bum hand with this one because um, we've covered blue songs about a thousand times on this podcast because our day ones will remember that every time we have a new guest on, generally speaking, we do an old, new, borrowed blue selection. Mm. That means loads of people have had a go at picking a blue song. We've done it twice each. And yeah, the the well is running a little bit dry on that front to do something totally new and interesting and clever. So instead of doing that, basically I've just picked something really new um, that I know won't have been picked in this category. And I'm going to an artist who is on this year's Mercury Music Prize shortlist. Mm. I'm going for Georgia Smith, of course. Uh, her record Lost and Found is absolutely brilliant. Um, one of it's a, it's a shortlist that I'm not completely convinced by, but maybe we'll cover that in a few weeks' time when it comes up to the ceremony to announce the winner. Um, I think there's some really, really glaring omissions, but this was one that was on my list um, before these were announced, and I think is one of the front runners for the prize. Um, one of her most well-known uh, songs is obviously called Blue Lights, mm. and I absolutely love it. It's one where her vocal performance on it is, is outrageous. Um, it's really kind of uh, atmospheric, interesting, instrumental, but her, she's she's what makes it. Um, yeah. And an artist that I think it took that it's, there's been quite a number of years of like different little bits of her kind of online different tracks, but to finally hear a full piece of work from her has been absolutely one of the highlights of 2018. So I'm very excited to play this song, and again, apologies, it's not a buzzy one. So here it is, it's Georgia Smith with Blue Lights. I wanna turn those blue lights into strobe lights, not blue flashing lights, maybe fairy lights. Those blue lights into strobe lights, maybe even fairy lights, not blue flashing lights. Shadow as you're getting off the bus 
shadow shows no emotion So what's even the fuss but the face Or your boy cause a darker picture Of the red-handed act he's gonna whisper Look blood I'm sorry cause I know you got my back He was running I couldn't think I had to get out of that Not long ago you and I'm into the shook ones Now this really is part two cause you're the shook one Hands you the tool as you question your friendship Has men like you gonna make me a convict Level of a felon when I'm done nothing wrong Georgia Smith, Harry, you're last up with Boiple. Boiple. Um, well, I like to think that most people listening will know what I'm going to pick for this. Uh, yeah. I think that'll be a good guess. Yeah, which which uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was the purple one? I don't know. Was there a purple one? Yeah. What were they? Raphael. Donatello, I think it was. Leonardo. Donatello uh, DiCaprio <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anyway what it's not him okay um, obviously I'm gonna go for Prince Prince himself Prince uh, purple was very much his colour it's funny that isn't it there's not I can't think of many other artists who are so completely synonymous with a colour a colour yeah. yeah I mean there's a whole isn't there like the the, the leaders of colours whoever they are have like given Prince a colour Really, and it's called like um, the symbol of love too, or something. Interesting. And it's an actual color of like things. Nice. It's very much just a purple. Yeah. I don't um, like purple. I'm, I'm just not a big fan of purple either. I, That's I just, interesting. I just don't think it's a nice color. <laughs> no, it's it's too much in like. Is it blue or is it red? <laughs> <laughs> it's neither. It's purple. I know. Um, Are they even the colors that make purple? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Blue and red, or blue and yellow. Don't know. But, um. Either way, I don't like it. Yeah, it's not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> it's not a big fan of me. I'm a huge fan now of baby pink. I mean. I, like like I'm a just pastel a, pink. Like a pastel pink and a pastel blue and pastel anything else. You just like pastels? I like pastels. Fruit pastels, pastels that you draw with. 
Do you, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> the eighties indie band, the Pastels. Yeah. Um, um, anything else? No, I don't like pastel yellow. That's not for me. It's not a bit of me. Pastel yellow. It just it's feels a bit like that over there, isn't it? When it's not on. Um, no, that's more of a cream. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good podcasting again. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a cream. Um, anyway, I'm going to go for Prince. Um, not only was he... Purple incarnate. Purple incarnate. <laughs> but he he's obviously a huge kind of role model and icon yeah. for gay people everywhere. For I think people who are just... Um, comfortable with their sexuality generally speaking yes you know yeah that, exactly that's what he re- he just projected um a sort of a flamboyance and a flamboyance. unashamedness about that and uh, he i mean he, he was obviously a very um er- erogenous <laughs> is that a word i mean i know that's a word but i don't know if people can be erogenous I think it is. No, yeah. the erogenous is not the word. It's like an erogenous zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's obviously... Just words? all of him was an erogenous zone. <laughs> it does kind of... He was... He was an erogenous man. <laughs> no, I mean... Um, androgynous. That's what I meant. Good word. Right, he is quite a... And- androgynous man yeah and ambiguous and very ambiguous <laughs> especially with his kind of with his sexual orientation yeah I, um, I think he was someone who kind of felt he didn't have to explain himself to anyone or be anything not. that he anyone could, told him to be he could be and do whatever he wanted and that's all that mattered to him and that's what he tr- he wanted to show and that's why I've gone for the song that I'm going for which is actually told to me by uh, Anne who I work with who is one of the biggest Prince fans in the world really oh yeah um, she could sit here and do an hour just on Prince we'll two get, or three hours we'll get her on because we absolutely explain will explain him to us <laughs> I think we should do a me and Tim don't know much about Prince sell him to us we'll yeah. do an episode on that maybe because yeah. be an hour of Anne talking will. I was going hmm <laughs> <laughs> oh nice interesting um, so I apologise Anne I will never be able to do Prince as much justice as you could um, but I'm going for the song If I Was Your Girlfriend um, and I think again I'm not even going to try but um, it is a kind of a play on stereotypes and conforming and uh, he he was not ever a conforming kind of person was he? No um, very much did what he wanted to do and you know, I'm absolutely butchering it, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we will wrap up. Wrap definitely up. go into Prince one day a lo- little bit more. But I couldn't finish this list, especially on Purple, without putting him in there. Nice. So, this is "If I Was Your Girlfriend" by Prince. Please enjoy. Tell me all the things you forgot when I was your man. 
there we go that was prince with if i was your girlfriend uh tin that's it that's all the colors of the flag nice i think that was a very mellow celebratory playlist mm. um probably not one to put on while you're preparing to get out on the streets of brighton and um show your colors but maybe one to listen to when you get back <laughs> um i hope you have the most wonderful wonderful pride weekend harry you too tim Thank you very much. Um, and the same to all of you at home who are going to be out there on the streets. If you see us, come say hello. If you don't, unlucky. Um, and, yeah, anyone else celebrating Pride over any other weekend, we hope you have a wonderful time too. And I guess that's pretty much all. We'll see you next week. And we're going to finish with an artist who we're very lucky to have coming to our fair shores of Brighton. Um <laughs> Do you feel excited at the fact that Britney Bloody Spears is coming to play Preston Park in Brighton? Just a park. Absolutely. A park I just wander around all the time. A park that I just I just look at and think, that's the last park, I'm not even going to go in it. That made me sound weird that I just wander around it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just go for what a little walk. What are you walk. doing there? Uh, 
just maybe have a sit down in the sun. Is that all, yeah? Generally just, yeah, sit down in the sun. Nothing nothing weird? No. Nothing, nothing shady? I don't think I've ever done anything weird or shady in any, Preston Park. Any In any bushes? Absolutely not. Okay, and I'll good. thank you to not ask those questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Britney Spears is coming to Brighton. That's cool. Um, I wonder what she's going to make of it. Hopefully she loves it. I Maybe she'll, she'll move it. Love it. Uh, who knows? But I think we should go out with, uh, I reckon, our best song. I'm looking in your eyes to see if you, you're you thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Let's see if we can say it at the same time okay. then. All right. After three. On three. Three, two, one, then it. Okay. Three, two, two one, toxic. <laughs> we didn't even rehearse that, listeners. Here it comes. This is Britney Spears with Toxic. We'll see you next week. Brilliant. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. A guy like you should wear a